Welcome to the Strength for the Day podcast, hosted by Pastor Dennis Fountain of Moses Lake, Washington. Each of us need encouragement and hope for everyday life, and we hope that you will find that strength with us as we study God's Word. Let's dive right in and find strength for the day. Hey, good morning, and I just want to uh, welcome you to Strength for the Day. And I'm actually going uh, a little bit earlier this morning, and so I hope you'll forgive me uh, for those of you that are going to come on here in a, in a few minutes and, uh, and catch this late. I'd encourage you just go back and, and watch this. Uh, of course, I guess you won't see the beginning part until you watch it again, so I'll give this at the end. But uh, today I am coming to you actually from uh, my parents' apartment. My dad has a, uh, a virtual doctor's appointment that they asked me to be with them at this morning. And so that's right at 9.30. And so just want to go on a little bit early today. And uh, I'm just looking forward to our study uh, for this week. But I will give, uh, give folks just about 30 seconds to try to jump on those that might be uh, online right now. And I uh, hope you're wherever you're joining us for the broadcast that uh, you are having a good Monday. And I'm looking forward to this week. Going to be a great week. Um, just I'm excited. Just uh, a few days, 13 days from today is our church's 10th anniversary. I'm super excited about that. Cannot wait. We had great services yesterday and uh, just really a, an incredible spirit, a great um, great freedom in preaching. And then the music yesterday honestly was a very, a very big blessing to me. And I'm so thankful for Brian and our music team, those of you that are in Moses Lake. I uh, hope that you appreciate uh, the work that they put in. And I'm so thankful uh, to serve with a, an incredible staff. Of course, uh, Robert and Beth, Brian and Samantha, and Coco, Pastor Carlos, uh, doing a great job with the kids, which I heard yesterday, Clubhouse Kids, was awesome. And so thankful for all uh, all the work that goes in. So I want to welcome you to Strength for the Day. Some of you that are just getting on, you're right, I'm early and uh, doing that for a reason. I'll talk about that again here at the end of the broadcast. But this week we're going to we're going to start a new study and I'm looking forward to it and today will be a little bit shorter than normal um, just because of this appointment that my dad has that I'm here for. And so we're going to be starting a brand new study in the book of Ruth. And uh, I don't know about you, but I love the Old Testament stories and I love how many of the stories, really all of them uh, point to Jesus Christ. And there are, there is a number of ways that they point to Christ. Christ, but when you come to the book of Ruth, I absolutely love it. I love the story of, of uh, Naomi and of Ruth and uh, just how God really orchestrated all of the decisions that were in here, um, the good decisions, how God led. Uh, and so we're going to look this morning, uh, really the title of today's lesson for Strength for the Day, the title is The Importance of One Decision. The importance of one decision. And today we're really just going to look at the first five verses of the book of Ruth, Ruth in chapter number one, and, and look at a, a few principles about decisions in our lives. Man, every one of us, we make decisions each and every day. And I, I've said this before, but I'm not a very good decision person. Uh, I'm not, not good at making that decision of what we're eating for lunch or, or where we're going on vacation, even things like that. I'm just kind of like, ah, I don't want to make a decision. But you know what? The truth we're going to look at this morning is just the simple thought that our decisions they impact more than just us. We're going to see this today in a, in a couple of ways. And so Ruth chapter number one this morning, 
want to look here and just read the first five verses. We'll look at four principles about decisions very quickly, and uh, and then then we'll be done for the day. And again, today will be a little bit shorter. And for those of you just joining us, we're a little bit earlier. I'm here at my dad's house for an appointment that he has today, and so be here for this here in just a few minutes. But Ruth chapter number one, and why don't you look at the first five verses with me today? Ruth chapter one, it says this. Now it came to pass. In the days when the judges ruled, that there was a a famine in the land. A few things we need to know about the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth would take place uh, simultaneously with the beginning of the book of Judges. Excuse me, probably... Probably somewhere uh, in Judges 5, 6, and 7, somewhere in there is when the book of Ruth would be. And uh, there's some some that think maybe it does go at the end and all of that type of stuff. And that's we're not going to argue about all of that. We just know that the book of Ruth took place during the time of the Judges. That's when uh, the life of Ruth and Naomi and Elimelech and uh, Kilion and uh, Malon took place. And so when you look at the book of Ruth, the it spans the period of about 11 or 12 years, maybe 15, but we know 10 to 15 years is about what the, the book of Ruth spans. We know at least 10. Uh, so we're going to lean probably towards about 15 years would be the whole book of Ruth. Notice verse 1. It came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn. He went to live in the, in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, the name of his wife, Naomi, the name of his sons, Malon and Kilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, he died. And she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelled there about 10 years. And Malon and Kilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left and her of her two sons and her husband. She was left, she was left behind by her two sons and her husband. She, she lived, they all died. I want to take just a second, these first five verses, and I really want to look at Elimelech. Elimelech, I think, is kind of the key proponent into the book of Ruth. And everything that took place transpired because of some decisions that Elimelech made. Now we know, listen, we know that God can redeem any decision and create good out of it. Romans 8, uh, that God can work good to all those. He can make any decision uh, good to all those who love him, to all those who are called according to his purpose, that he can work all things together for good, it says there. And so we know that God, in the end of the book of Ruth, he redeems bad decisions and turns it into something beautiful. But that doesn't give us an excuse to make bad decisions. Elimelech, he made a horrible decision to leave Bethlehem, Judah, and to go live in Moab. He made a decision that really would impact generations to come, but it would impact his family negatively. And so this morning, I just want to take just a brief few minutes, and I want to look at the importance of decisions. Because today, listen, today you and I, we will make some decisions. And before we go into making decisions, we need to know that those decisions are going to have an impact that outlasts us. 
Let me give you four truths about decisions that we need to make and uh, uh, four principles about the decisions that we make, rather. Number one, we need to know that our decisions, they have consequences, good consequences and bad consequences. I had a friend who once said this. He said, you're free to make choices, but you are never free from the choices you make. You're free to make choices, but you are never free from the choices you make. Our decisions, they have good consequences and they have bad consequences. You know what? The fact of the matter is, Elimelech, he made a decision to travel from Bethlehem, Judah to Moab. And unfortunately, he had to live with with rough consequences. Unfortunately, he had bad consequences that he ended up not living with because he died. And his decision to go into Bethlehem, or excuse me, to go from Bethlehem, Judah to Moab, that decision, it had consequences that outlasted him. And your decisions and my decisions, they have consequences that outlast us. Principle number one, our our decisions have consequences, good or bad. Principle number two, life-altering decisions, listen, life-altering decisions should not be made under discouraging situations. Again, life-altering decisions should not be made under discouraging situations. Verse number one opens up and it says, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. There was a famine in the land. Well, in Bethlehem, Judah, in Israel, we know what the Bible says right there, that there was a famine. There was an absence of of food and water in the land. There was a dry spell in the land, if you will. It would be a very discouraging time for the people of Israel living in Jerusalem. And so under those uh, circumstances, under that discouraging situation, uh, Elimelech makes makes a life-altering decision. And the truth is that when I'm discouraged, we said this yesterday in our morning message at church out of Nehemiah 4, when I'm discouraged, discouragement becomes the filter by which I manage all the information of life. When I'm discouraged, discouragement becomes the filter by which I manage all the information of my life. You know what? When I'm discouraged, I begin to look through everything through that lens of discouragement. That's a quote by my friend, Pastor Kurt Skelly. And so we don't need to take counsel of our discouragement and take counsel of that fear and frustration in our circumstances. Instead, we should take counsel of the fact that we serve a great God. And so this morning, number one, our decisions have consequences, good and bad. Number two, life-altering decisions should not be made under discouraging situations. And number three, our decisions don't affect just us. Our decisions don't affect just us. Man, uh, Elimelech had decisions that impacted his family for generations to come. It cost him his life. It cost his boys his life. It left his wife alone in a strange land. Our decisions, they don't just affect us. And then number four, and lastly today, Make decisions, make decisions being led by the Lord, not your own desires. Make decisions being led by the Lord, not your own desires. In verses one through five, Elimelech made the decision to leave Bethlehem, Judah, and go to Moab simply because of the famine, because the situation was not good for his desires. And he left and led his family, made decisions that would alter his life and his family's life, made decisions that would have horrible consequences in his life. And the fact of the matter is he was led by his own heart. And so again, this is a short study this morning. I'm here from an appointment at my dad's house. Those of you just getting on, so I'd encourage you to go back and watch this 10 minute little devotion. 
four decisions we learn, four uh, uh, principles we learn about our decisions. Number one, our decisions have consequences, good and bad. Number two, life-altering decisions should not be made under discouraging situations. Number three, our decisions, they don't just affect us. And number four, make decisions as you're led by the Lord, not by your own desires. And so this morning, I want to close just by giving you one statement, one challenge for today. It's two words, and it's these two words, choose wisely. Choose wisely. Make decisions today based upon what you know to be true about the word of God and about your God. Again, I hope this will be an encouragement to you. It's a little shorter today. Those of you just getting on, go back and watch the whole thing. I'm here for a virtual appointment with my dad for his doctors. And so we'll be here. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we continue our study in the book of Ruth. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Strength for the Day. We would love to hear from you if you have any questions or comments. You can do that by emailing us at strengthforthedaypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we hope that today has been an encouragement.